Okay, welcome back to Trumbull Dads out of Trumbull, Connecticut, the town you've probably never heard of, but that's all right. Um, we're back with our normal cast of characters here, Mr. Rob Finn, Brian, we call him BG, as well as myself, your host, Nate Moyer. So, all right, guys, uh, we're going to talk a little NBA, talk a little NHL, talk about that baseball goo that's that's on the baseballs that's going on right now that the pitchers like. Um, and maybe we're Aaron Rodgers' next neighborhood. Where's Mr. Rodgers' neighborhood? Where's it going to be uh, next season? So, all right, guys, before we start, obviously, what, what are we drinking tonight? So, Brian, we'll start with you. Tonight I have the Julius from Treehouse, but this isn't just any Julius. It's the, I don't know, I guess you maybe call it a triple Julius. They got three J's on there, end it with three S's. Honestly, I couldn't even tell you what that means, but it's pretty tasty. Just a regular old American IPA from Treehouse. All right, Rob, what do you got? I got a lager from Marlowe. What do I know? It's got a good little fox on the cover, great artwork. And it's actually a collaboration with um, with the Fat Cat Brewery. And when you taste it, it has a hint of lager flavor up front, but definitely has a nice juicy undertone in the back end. So I can, t- I can, I can almost taste both breweries in it, which is uh, pretty unique when you have – you know, two good breweries like that. Usually just either is really weird or really good. And this one's really good. All right. I can attest to that. I second that. That's a fantastic beer. I think that's the one I have had. That's pretty good. Uh, I am drinking a new park. It's a blender series, but it's called Pamanta. So it's got, it's a kind of like a wheat flavor, Weiss style with uh, passion fruit, mango, and tangerines. It's pretty good. It's almost got like kind of a nice tropical feel uh, now that we're hitting into the summer season. So New Park's always got a nice few uh, blender series they have. They do a lot, a lot of fruit, so that's, that's pretty tasty. So, all right, guys, let's, let's get right into it. Uh, NBA playoffs, we are now into round two. All the round one series are done. So we'll, we'll hit it off on the east first. But actually, before that, I didn't, I didn't tell him this ahead of time. Rob, I have a trivia question for you. Um, oh boy! So here Rob, we go. I want to see how many playoff teams you can name from this year. Oh my goodness! So we have sixteen teams. I want to see if you can. Um, let's see. Start with the East. You got the Knicks, the Hawks. You have Boston, the Bucks, um, the Nets, and let's see who else I mess up on. Missing one. Um, missing three East Nets, teams. Bucks. Missing three East teams. Are we talking the uh, the playing games or now? No, not playing games. Just the eight, one through eight <clears> seeds. Um, you got like Bucks, the number one Nets. seed. Who's the number one seed in the East? The Nets. Nope, oh, well, no. Oh no, you got Philadelphia left. That's right. I forgot about okay. Philadelphia. Um, the Nets, the Bucks, Knicks were four. Atlanta was five. Uh, was Boston even in there? Yeah, they yeah, were in Boston. there. Six. Man, I don't remember the last two. How about the team that was in the finals last year from the East? Uh, well, though, yeah, the Heat, right? They got yep. murdered, too. All right, so you're missing, you're missing they one. Show. They technically didn't show up to the playoffs. I know they were in it, but they actually didn't show up. Uh, missing one more, huh? Uh, I'm going to pass. I'm going to go West. Uh, you got Lakers, the Suns. You got Utah, you have um, the Mavs, the Clips. What else we got out there? The Jazz, I said them already. The Suns. Oh, man. I'm missing what, two? 
three out of three out of the west, one out of the east. I'll give you no, ten more seconds. Ten more seconds, and we're going to spin it over to Brian because he's got his hand raised like a little kid over there. So, uh, all right, go save some time. I'm not thinking of Mavericks. I said already. Can't remember. All right, Brian, who's left? Who's who's the last team in the East? The one in the East you missed was Washington. There you go. Oh yeah. So we got one, Another two, show up. three left. Three left in the in the West. Three Brian, in the West. So Brian you, said you Utah, the the, our, the Jazz, the Phoenix Suns, the Clippers, the Mavericks. And the Lakers, so. Uh, I see a Denver. Denver, all right. Two left. Uh, Portland. Yep. Last one. And uh, San Antonio. Nope. Memphis. Ah, Memphis they Grizzlies. They, they ah, that's they right. The Memphis, ones, that's right. They were ja, the eight ja playing there, well. so. Um, yeah, all right. So I, honestly, sometimes I kind of forget them all. So I thought that might be a fun trivia question. But um, all right, guys. So we'll start in the East. Nets and the Bucks. Right now, that series is dominating by the the Nets uh, after a ridiculous performance in Game Two. So that series is at two to zero in Brooklyn. So Brian, we'll start with you. What do you think? Do you think that's going to be a sweep? Do you think the Bucks are going to you know take this to seven, make this more of a contest? What do you think? That's tough. Uh, you know, the Bucks are good. Giannis is a great player. I don't think they have the depth uh, that, that the Nets have. I think they sweep that series. They move on handedly. All right. Rob, what about you? Yeah, I, I, I think the Bucks maybe win one game at home over the next two. But, I, I, you know, Nets look dominant. I mean, Harden's not even playing, and he just dominated them the other night. So I, I think that's going to be like a four-one series. Um, as good as Milwaukee is, Brian's right. Like they just don't have the depth. You know, I mean, you, look at the guys you got coming off the bench for the Nets, and um, you know, I mean, it's just they got they're they're solid from one through eight at that point. So yeah, when yeah. you when you got Definitely Blake Nets. Griffin, you could even start and him. He's having you could a put him great, off the bench. I mean, and he's been playing well. Like he's rejuvenated yep. over there. So yeah. yeah, it's gonna be tough for the Bucks. All right, yeah, I think I'll take the Nets. I, I think uh, they're kind of they t- they flipped the switch, so now that they care a little bit more now that they're in the playoffs. So I think we're starting to see a hungrier team. Um, I, I will give the Bucks a win or two, so I'll say five or six in that series. Next one is the Hawks and 76ers. That is tied at one. It looked like the Hawks were gonna take away that series after the first game, but the 76ers came back, so now we're tied at one to one. Rob, what do you, who do you like in that series? Uh, you know, Trey Young has been playing well, beat the Knicks. He uh, he stepped up. He's been a superstar. Uh, he wasn't a superstar for me in fantasy basketball than during the season, but apparently he's uh, he's another one to just flip the switch for playoffs, and he's been playing really well. But, again, I think um, I, th- I think I'm going to go 76ers. I think they're a very deep team, too, and uh, Embiid's going to just take over that series. He scored 40 the other night, so I, I, I think it's going to be a best of seven. Total. Ah, let me rephrase that. I think it's going to go seven. Best of seven. They're going to go the whole distance. All right. Who do you think is going to win? You take taking Bucks. I mean Bucks. You taking the Hawks? Or the... I'm taking seventy. I'm going to take seventy Sixers. All right, Brian. How about you? No, oh, that's tough. Uh, I think the Hawks are now the Knicks' uh, number one villain. Uh, now that they were in the playoffs and Trey Young, the showman that he is, uh, he just proved that the more you you egg him on. The more you boo him, the more you chant at him, the better he plays. And it got kind of scary there for a minute because he was just shooting from everywhere, draining threes from the logo, driving the hoop. Um, I think the Sixers are 
a good team. Uh, Embiid is dealing with a what it was a meniscus injury with his knee or something like that. He's he's not a hundred percent. And here we are talking about, about Philly and Embiid, but no talk of Ben Simmons, no talk of of any other player on that team. You know, so and the Hawks, they're shooting lights out from the perimeter. Capella's a great defender down low. Uh, John Collins can shoot from anywhere. He's a pretty good, you know, four or five guy there. Uh, I agree. I think it goes seven. I think the Hawks take it. I think the Hawks win. Uh, they, they have a really good team. They showed it against the Knicks. They're showing it against Philly, too. Um, you know, I think uh, Embiid's going to have to put up 60 for, for Philly to, to win. And that even that's kind of tough. That's that's stretching it a little bit. Embiid's not that kind of, not, not that kind of score, uh, even though he's shooting from three feet. But, uh, but he's... I, I I think Hawks in seven there. I'll take them. All right. Yeah. I like I like the uh, I like the Hawks. I think they got some good momentum after uh, you know knocking out the Knicks. That that had to be a tough tough you know tough venue to play in a Madison Square Garden. And Trey Young was up to the task. So you know I don't think anything's really going to phase them the rest of the playoffs. Um, so I, I I like the Hawks. I actually think it's going to go like six. I don't even think it's going to go the full seven. I'll take the Hawks in six. All right. So kicking it out west. Um, Phoenix and Denver. Phoenix knocked off the reigning champion, Los Angeles Lakers, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, all that. Um, so who do you guys like? So, Rob, we'll start with you. What do you think? What, what do you like in the, the Phoenix-Denver? Oh, that's a good one. I think Phoenix is playing really well. Denver's playing will, really well. Oh, man. I, I, I'm going to give it to you, Nate. I'm, I'm going to go uh, Devin Booker. He's going to take over that series, and their sons are going to win in seven. I like it. So you think it's going to go seven? I think seven. I think it's going to go seven. I think Denver's too good of a team to, to get swept or just barely win a game. I think they're going to go back and forth this series. All right. Yeah, actually, as, as of this recording, the Suns were up 1-0 in that series. They're playing tonight uh, as the night will record. Uh, all right, Brian, what's, uh, what's your take on it? There's only one, one right answer. Yeah, well, I mean, I know who you're going with, and <laughs> I'm sorry to say this, but I think Denver's the better team. Uh, they're getting Porter back, who's a, a great scorer for them. Uh, the Joker's been phenomenal. MVP season, he's a stud. Uh, he's pretty darn good. Uh, I know Murray's hurt, and uh, but I think they can make up for it. Uh, sorry, Nate, but I think Denver takes that series. You think it goes seven games, Brian? You going to give the Suns at least seven on that? I'd, or? I'd, I'd say six or seven. I mean, Devin Booker's great. The Suns are a really good team, but if Chris Paul is not dominating or, or having like a game uh booker can't do it by himself uh you know that ayton is kind of hit or miss and if you got ayton versus uh Jocic or you know nikola um that's I, I give that to you know i think denver wins that matchup uh any any night so definitely denver sorry buddy that's all right um yeah, no, I, I was I was very impressed with the Suns in the series against the Lakers. Um, it's it's been a little tough watching the games on the East Coast because I got to stay up pretty late. I think I'm going to bed at like twelve forty five, one o'clock in the morning. But um, you know, when the Suns closed out Game Six, totally worth it. Uh, they they played well against Denver in the first uh, the first game, the first quarter. They looked a little scared, and then they just kind of flipped the switch, came back. Aiton played No Chick or whatever, you know, the Joker really well. Um, the rest of that game. 
And I think the Suns just played team basketball, which is they need to do. They didn't they didn't make Booker do all the shots. They didn't make Chris Paul do all the shots. You know, Bridges had a great night. Uh, they're starting to get Cam Johnson in the, in the mix. Uh, we had Craig in there. You know, the, what's great about the Suns is they seem to have like a team mentality, which is really cool. Um, so I'm actually going to say I, I can't say that we're going to sweep Denver. Denver is just too good, like you guys have said. But um, I think Phoenix will take it in six or seven games. I'm hoping six just to get them some rest. But um, I can see that going seven. Hopefully the Suns can move on. That would be great. Um, I don't know if you guys have watched any of the Suns games, but the fans have just been ecstatic. I mean, we're talking about how Madison Square Garden fans are crazy on TV. I mean, they were saying on ESPN how crazy the Suns fans were, how loud they were. So excited to have all the fans back. I think that really makes a difference. Uh, on the other side of the West, we have the Clippers and the Jazz. So, Brian, we'll start with you this time. Who do you like, Clippers and Jazz in that series? That series, we I got the Jazz. jazz we got the Jazz. Tribe Call Quest all the way, baby. So, uh, Utah Jazz definitely going to win that. Clippers, I think they barely got through the first round. Um, and the Jazz definitely have a better team. Donovan Mitchell is definitely a stud. Uh, and they got a good team. They've been here before and failed. So, I think they got something to prove this year. I think the Jazz. Uh, handle the Clippers pretty well. I might even say six games, solid, maybe even five. Yeah, all right. Rob, what about you? Yeah, no, uh, I, I think Brian may be right, but I think it's. I don't think it's going to be as dominant as he thinks. I think the Clippers are going to, even though they're down one nothing, I think going to push this to uh, push this to seven. I think uh, Kawana Leonard is going to step up. Paul George, uh, Jackson out there. Um, you know. I, I just think it's not going to be a, a cakewalk. And, and Clippers, even though I guess they were the fourth seed maybe, I think they're, uh, people still, a lot of people pick them to come out of the West. And I, I see why, because they got a lot of experience in that team. But So I'll go Clippers just to be against Brian and see how that goes. Clippers in seven. All right. Yeah, I like the Jazz. I I think they're just too good. I think they'll get through this series. I, I wasn't excited by what I saw in the Clippers the first game. Hopefully they'll switch it up. I'll say Utah in six. Um, all right, let's let's go ahead and switch gears over to the hockey NHL. So uh, before we get into the Islanders series, because I know Rob's excited about that, let's talk about the I guess the Western bracket. Um, right now, it's the Las Vegas Knights and the Colorado Avalanche are still playing their series, but they're going to go on and play Montreal, who swept in their series, which is pretty impressive. After all, knocking out Toronto, like everybody else seems to do in the first round, Maple Leafs have still not been past the first round um, regardless how good their team is in like what 17 years so you feel for those guys but uh, good for Montreal so who do you guys like in the Vegas Colorado Avalanche I think right now the Vegas series is Las Vegas is up three games to two in that series so I think the Avs are going to take it to game seven and win or uh, do you think the Golden Knights kind of take it now and move on so uh, Brian we'll start with you Uh, well that's interesting because I you know, beginning of the playoffs, I think, you know, last time we were talking about this, Colorado, President's Trophy, they have a great team. Uh, Nathan McKinnon, Landis Gog, Miko Rantanen. I mean, they're they're loaded offensively and defensively. But uh, um, I think that Vegas is playing out of their mind as well. I see Colorado forcing a game seven there. And obviously, Game Seven it can go either way. Uh, I th- I still think Colorado's the the better team. I think they find a way to find a way to win. They got Gru as the goalie. Uh, the fans are excited about that. They're doing really well. And I know Rob's watching the TV right now, so we'll let him go. 
<laughs> All right, Rob, who do you, who do you like in that Vegas Avs? Do you think they uh, take it seven? Uh, no, I think Vegas is going to shut them down tomorrow night. Um, they're just playing like Brian said, they've been playing lights out. I think they got the momentum and they're at home. So I think Vegas is going to close that at home. I think that's going to be, uh, you know, as well as Colorado has been all year, you know, they just last couple of games, they haven't been playing well. So I think, um, I think the Knights are going to take it, close it out in six. Done. All right, so the other series is Islanders-Bruins. Right now, the Islanders are up 3-2 in that series. We probably won't finish recording. Um, we're probably going to be finished recording before we know the status of the uh, Game 6 right now. But uh, right now, the Islanders and Bruins are playing. They play the Lightning, who won their series 4-1. to um, So, Rob, I know you're excited. Let's start with you. Who do you like in this Islanders-Bruins series? The Islanders either win in Game 6 or Game 7. Or do you think the opposite oh, in, in Boston's going to do it? What do you think? I'll, we're watching it now. Islanders just scored, gone up two to one 60 seconds ago, baby. And they're playing at the barn. I think they're going to close this one out, dude. It's been a back and forth game so far. Um, Bruins got a power play goal. Oh, and another play right in front of the net. It is chippy right now. So I think hopefully Islanders step up and just close this out. Uh, don't I do not want to go back to Boston at all. So I'm hoping Islanders close this out tonight and move on. All right. Do you like what do you like their chances versus the Lightning? You think they got a chance against the Lightning? I do. I think they always have a good defense. I think they have a chance against anybody. You know, um, you know they've been playing the last two series very well. And by the way, they have more playoff wins uh, than Tavares does since he left the Islanders. So uh, suck it, Tavares. Um, thanks for leaving. You could have been on a winning team. Um, but no, I, I think they have a chance against the Lightning. Lightning's a really good team. But you know what? It's hockey. It's playoffs. I, I think the Islanders, you know, they're playing back at the Nassau Coliseum. Uh, there's no reason why they can't win that series. It'll be a tough series, but, you know, hopefully they close it out tonight. They get a couple of days rest and they come back and hit the ice skating. All right. <laughs> Brian, go ahead. <laughs> All right. How do you follow that I don't that think up? Finn should be able to talk about the Islanders anymore. Uh, first of all, JT got his bell rung, uh, and uh, if he was playing, it might have changed the series a little bit, but that wasn't his fault. It was kind of an accident, that hit. But anyway, and thankfully he's okay. Uh, But I think the Islanders have to win this game. If they don't win this game, it goes back to Boston. Boston has all the momentum, and I I can see them winning game seven, and uh, it's going to be a battle. I mean, I've watched some of these games, and, and... like Rob said, it's it's back and forth. You know, it's punch for punch. It's a heavyweight battle. Um, I think Boston has hundred percent has a, a a better, more experienced team in this in this scenario. So I kind of have to lean towards them if it goes seven. Uh, but even just what I'm seeing tonight, you know, it's it's punch for punch. You know, this is like a Tyson Holyfield kind of kind of uh, battle, and uh, the Islanders fight. definitely want yeah. it more. I could see it, but uh, Boston's going to hang around. Marshan's pretty oh. good. He's feisty. He's going to get involved. It's going to get chippy, and I think that favors Boston, actually. But, uh, yeah. yeah. If they the win tonight, if they come back from this 2-1 and win tonight, yo, I agree. It's going to be hard for the Islanders to break up that yeah. momentum. So yeah. I think they need to close it. Definitely. Definitely. But, uh, you know, either, either team out of this, I think in the beginning I said Boston was probably the team to beat in the East. Um, I still think that. You know, Tampa's really good. 
I think Boston is a more physical team, and they can handle uh, Tampa. Uh, even if the Islanders win this, I think uh, I think they can bring a. I don't know if they would beat Tampa, but it would be a good series. And uh, we'll see what happens out of the West. That Habs, uh, Colorado or Habs Knights series is going to be pretty entertaining too. Now we're getting down to the final four here. Hockey playoffs are, they're back with the fans, fans back. These these teams going at it. It's going to be fun to watch. Good old, old, old time playoff hockey. It's here. I like it. it. All right. Well, I'm going to just take it just because I know Rob, I guess, is our friend. So I'll say the Islanders uh, win tonight. (laughs) Rob, give them a couple days off. Go against the Lightning. I don't know if I have them beating the Lightning. I think the Lightning are just, they're just, they're on fire for lack of a better term. Um, They're just playing so well right now. They they play so well in the playoffs. I don't know if they could do it. But if they can, I think if the Islanders can take it to game seven, anything can happen in a game seven. So. I'll root, I'll root for your Islanders, but I think the Lightning will take that series. Um, all right, guys. Well, another thing going on in the NFL is Aaron Rodgers is obviously unhappy with his, not with his contract, but just being in Green Bay. He wants out. So um, he did not report to the minicamp today, so he's getting fined up. Whatever he's getting fined, it's some ridiculous amount of money. So what do you guys think? Do you guys think Aaron Rodgers is going to – be on another team next year? Do you think he's just going to sit, hold out, or do you think he's going to retire? So, Rob, what what do you think? What, what do you think, Mister Rogers is going to be? Where's Where's Mister Rogers' new neighborhood going to be? Yeah, um, I think he's going to hold out. I think uh, Green Bay's going to try and talk him into it, but I think he's going to hold out. And they're going to eventually have to do some sort of trade offer for him. Uh, hopefully, they get a back a decent package for him. Um, you know, I still think he's got a few good years. I mean, I guess the most logical landing spot is going to be Denver. You know, like they take those older quarterbacks. Um, they still got a good defense out there. And, you know, I think they'd be willing to trade a first-round pick for him, at least one. <clears throat> so I, I, the most logical spot is there. But why not the Raiders? Why not the Raiders make a play for him? You know, they got a lot of good guys out there, young team. Um, I know they like, you know, Carr, but Rodgers is going to be an upgrade to Carr. So why not the Raiders make a play for him? out there. I mean, they got to complete with the Chiefs, so I could see him going out to going definitely going out west. Yeah. All right, Brian, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I mean, the, I think the the big possibility is he just doesn't play anymore and goes to host Jeopardy. I think he'd be pretty good there too. <laughs> um, but I you know, I think everybody's picking Denver. You know, uh, Deshaun Watson rumors to Denver are starting to heat up a little bit. I think something's going to happen there. Uh, I mean, he's got some off-field issues to to deal with, and I don't know what teams are going to want to take on that that baggage. But uh, it'll be interesting. You know, I think there might be some sleeper teams out there. You know, you think of teams that are good, that are kind of a quarterback away, that could use a, a veteran like that. Um, maybe even a team like San Francisco. You know, there's been some quarterback talk with them. What are they going to do? Are they going to go with Jimmy G? Maybe they trade Jimmy G to, to Green Bay with a draft pick or something and go grab Rodgers uh, and try to make a run. They have the defense to, to win some games. Rodgers could certainly uh, do some damage with Debo Samuel. Uh, maybe, you know, uh, a young wide receiver. You don't think, you don't think they are starting Trey Lance off the bat, trading up to get him? You think they not, they benched, Not if they can get Aaron Rodgers. Not if they can get Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I think it would be smart. Now he's got, you know, he learns behind Aaron Rodgers for a year. Does right. Aaron want to go there knowing he's got a year in San Francisco left? Because they're not going to sit him more than a year, I think. 
I don't think he's Aaron, not all about that. Aaron, honestly, I don't think Aaron Rodgers wants to play one uh, more than a year. I think he he's not Tom Brady. He's not the guy that wants to play till he's 45, 50 years old. Tom Brady wants to play uh, forever. Aaron Rodgers is a great quarterback, and he knows he's good, but he's very spiteful, and he knows he knows how good he is. He knows that he can do whatever he wants, and um, he doesn't want to play in Green Bay anymore. I think he wants to go out towards California if he can. Uh, you know, his, I don't know if he's married or fiance, his new fiance. That he's, he's married. Uh, so he he's just married. got married, right? So, you know, yeah. I think he's I think he's done. I think he's on his way she's, out. He realizes that. So he's going to She's sunset. an actress. Right. Yeah. She's, out, she's out west, sunset, out in L.A. West Coast is the best coast. That's it, what they say. It, here's a crazy thought for you. With all these disgruntled quarterbacks, and I don't think it'll happen because it's in a division. Not the division, but, you know, in the National League. But why not swap with Russell Wilson out in Seattle? They both seem to be disgruntled with their teams. As far as that, that, that rumor hasn't been started Russell or Wilson, proposed. Russell Wilson is definitely uh, – I mean, He's a Wisconsin it's guy. It could happen. He's a Wisconsin guy, and Aaron's a you know West Coast guy. I, I was I wouldn't. I'm yeah. surprised that that thought hasn't been entertained by it's, the you know general managers. It's it's possible. It's possible. I, I mean, I could also see the Giants getting Aaron Rodgers. Some you know off chance. I mean, would would the Giants want that? Would the Giants take Aaron Rodgers, Saquon Barkley, and the wide receiver core that they have? I mean, think about that. Yeah, Look about that move. That I mean, if you're, gonna, if you're gonna go off on DJ and he's not the guy, well, if you think the window is there in the next year or two, you go after Aaron Rodgers. I mean, it's a yeah. I don't. I mean, realistically, I don't think they should do it, but I wouldn't be upset if they did. What about? No, I, mean, I wouldn't if, hate that. I wouldn't hate winning a Super Bowl. What about the obvious answer here is Deshaun Watson wants out of Houston. Aaron Rodgers wants out of Green Bay. What about just a little swap to do right there? Switch those guys out. You know, the, the Packers get a younger starting quarterback, starting caliber quarterback. Aaron Rodgers gets out. He goes to Houston, not, not ideal, but he gets he gets out. And then, you know, it's it's now you put two disgruntled quarterbacks and you switch them out and try them out. So I don't know what you guys think about that, but I just thought about that right now is why not just switch those guys? I think that favors more, that trade favors more. Um Houston, or uh, it would hurt Houston more because obviously Aaron Rodgers is going to be there a couple years. Watson's still fairly young, oh, so yeah, and they're rebuilding right now. So yeah, I don't know, I don't know if, if anybody's really going to go for something like that. Deshaun Watson's got some off-field issues there. That's going to be tough to shake. Yeah, so I don't know. That might just seem like the you know the trade. Plus, it could be spiteful of Green Bay Packers to send him to Houston, where there's, he's sending basically they're sending him to a rebuilding team. Um, yeah, mainly just out of spite, but. We'll uh, we'll see what happens. I mean, he could end up staying, uh, but it, it's it's funny because usually these are always about money and contract. This that's not what this is about. This is more the front office. So, uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll keep an eye on that. See what happens. Maybe our next podcast he's on a different team. We'll see. Um, so, Brian, I know you kind of want to talk about this a little bit, which is like the new baseball goo, the spider tack that some of the pitchers are using to kind of get a better spin rate on their um, fastballs and their throwing. So what do you th- what do you think? What's your take on this? We kind of talked about it's kind of not quite illegal yet, but the MLB is probably working on it right now, like how to respond to something like this. So you you kind of had a good opinion on this earlier. So what's what's your take on it? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a tough call, right? Because it's not really illegal for them to do it, but it is still using a foreign substance to doctor the ball and give the pitcher a clear advantage. 
And I think we see this across the league. The batting average is very low. There's strikeouts are up. No hitters are up. Uh, you know, the the, con- the contactless swings are up. Is it because the pitching is that good, or are they really doctoring the ball? Is something really going on here? You know, spin rates are really high. The players know it. The batters know it. They're kind of complaining. Well, I wouldn't say they're complaining, but they're kind of saying, "Look, what are we going to do about this?" You know, it's a it's a clear advantage to the pitcher, and uh, it's an interesting situation. And I feel like baseball is always in this scenario where. You know, what used to be gamesmanship, let's say, baseball is very heavy on gamesmanship. And we have, we've gone from stealing signs to championship teams that stole signs or basically cheated their way into a championship. We've got pitchers doctoring baseballs uh, that are, it's kind of legal, but it's kind of not. And I mean, Garrett Cole is basically, I don't know how to answer that question when people ask him if he uses spider tack and all that. So, you know, it's a, it's a very precarious uh, spot for them to be in and not a good look for baseball. Um, So it's, uh, it's going to be interesting how this plays out, but I I think what's going to happen is they're going to just ban any kind of substance on the baseball other than a rosin bag and then move on, which is going to be tough for these pitchers that are getting paid a lot of money because of the strikeouts and stuff. And it's going to change the, the landscape a little bit. And I think a second half of the year, you're going to see a little uptick in, in home runs and, and hits and everything. And might bring batting averages back up a little bit. We'll see. Rob, what's your take on this? You think it's tacky? What do you think? <sighs> oh, oh, there we go. You had, you had, had to. <laughs> had to dad's club. Um, I think it's a little ridiculous. I don't know why this is suddenly an issue. People have been using stuff like this for and even some batters that come out, they want pitchers to be able to have more control of the ball. And I don't know, has, has we seen rotations go up? I know batting averages are down, but they've changed the baseball too. So, you know, they juiced the ball a couple of years ago because they wanted to increase, you know, home runs and, and plays. So they allowed pitchers to do what they wanted to get a little more control. It's been back and forth for years. Now all of a sudden, it's, they, they admitted they, they've changed the ball up a little bit. Now guys aren't hitting the ball. But maybe those pitches are using the same stuff they were a few years ago to kind of offset the, you know, that uh, juice ball error, let's call it. So it's just been going back and forth. I don't understand where, why all of a sudden it's an issue, it's a thing. Um, I mean, guys are pitching perfect games. Uh, maybe batters need to stop swinging for the fences every time and actually start hitting the ball. I mean, strikeouts are up. Does that mean, what does that mean? That means the pitching is better? No, maybe you should stop, you know, swinging, you know, lights out every pitch. You know, maybe you should be a smarter batter. I think a lot of the hitting in the last few years has been, you know, just go for gold and not actually be a hitter and, and pay attention to what's going on. So I think it's ridiculous. Um, I don't know if they'll, you know, eliminate it completely. I'm sure a memo will go out just saying they'll be checking more and, you know, conceal it more. They don't want us to be seeing it on national television, but they also don't want, you know, guys like Pilar getting nailed in the face with a fastball, you know, five times in a week. What would you rather see? Two no hitters in a week or, you know, 10 guys go out for 60 days because they have concussions from a baseball being thrown at the head. So, I don't know. I think it's ridiculous. I don't know where this is all coming from. And I don't just scored three to one. I, I, so, <laughs> I, don't, I don't, I mean, I don't disagree with you. I think, I think the, the batters, I think the, 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 the hitting, the approach to hitting needs to change. You know, that's, that's pretty clear. I mean, when you got the shift 
on because of the percentages of the batter not being able to hit to the opposite field. I mean, right. I, I don't know what the exact percentage is, but I, th- I would say maybe 80% of the time a star, a star player is up, there's a shift. And they almost know where he's going to hit the ball. And you're telling me that a professional hitter can't hit the ball the other way? Or, or lay slap down on a the other bunt way. and go the other way. Right. Go slap it the so, other way. Imagine so each get the guy on, a, get on base, get your base right. hits. If you, get, if you get one, you get one. That's how you hit home runs. I mean, you, 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 know, you connect, you hit one out. Great. Or get a double or hit a single. Like that, that's part of the game. It's baseball. But now it's become just home run or nothing. And the Yankees you live or die by the home run. And it's, it's, it's almost to the point where – you know what? The Yankees are the Yankees, and they're not going to win if all they do is try and hit a home run. They're just not—it's not going to happen. And the same with any other team. So I, I agree with you, Rob. I, I you know, the, the, I think it's a little bit of both. I think the 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 approach to the game needs to change a little bit. Um, if the batters just kind of went went up there and try to get a hit, it wouldn't matter what the pitcher's doing. But on the other side, if the pitcher is doctoring the ball and giving themselves an advantage, it makes it a little harder for that hitter to hit. So, you know, like I said, baseball is in the situation that what what do they do? How do they clean up the game? And it, I just feel like every year there's some sort of scandal, some sort of like terrible thing going on, and it's it just has to stop because they're going to lose fans, and a lot of other sports are are still going on right now, and. We got NHL playoffs. We got NBA playoffs. Here we are talking about that, and baseball's kind of falling off a little bit. For a national pastime, it should be the first thing we talk about. Yeah. But you guys make a good point about the home runs. I mean, what do they say? The the chicks dig the long balls. So, but you're right. I mean, that's you play some smart baseball. You move the base. You know, you move the base runners. That's that's fundamental baseball right there. I know it's not it's not sexy. It's not exciting sometimes, but it gets the job done. So. Um, yeah, I think I think you can still hit those pitches. You guys all made some great points on that. Uh, we'll, we'll see what Major League Baseball. I think they're going to probably come out with something in the next couple of days to kind of address this, figure that out. Um, all right, guys. Well, we've been. I think we're almost at the midway point of our little uh, Trumbull Dad's Golf League. It's been a lot of fun. So we still got like I don't know, five more minutes here. Let's let's talk about. Do you guys have any golf superstitions? Now that we're kind of playing a league, we're playing consistently every Monday night. Do you have any like superstitions, something that you do right before you come out to the golf, get out to like, do you do the range? Do you have to putt? Um, do you have to put on your right foot, put your right foot sock before you put on your left foot sock? So Rob, what, what do you got? You're laughing over there. So what, what do you, do you have any superstitions in golf or have you started one now that we've, uh, uh, what I'm saying, should probably go get one. Yeah. Yeah. I should probably have one. Maybe, maybe it'll help improve my game a little bit. No, I, I think I would just, I don't say superstition, but just, uh, you know, loosen up, and I always take three balls out to the, you know, the putting, putting mat out there, and um, you know, I try and hit about twelve balls, four sets, and I try and finish on a nice, you know, eight to ten foot putt. If I hit it somewhere within that, like I don't know, eight to twelve, uh, you know, practice shot, then I just walk off. I, like I leave the, I leave the putting green with uh, a nice long putt, and I walk away, pick them up, and go go to the first round. I don't leave with a miss. That's my, I guess, my tradition or superstition. So leave on a high note. I like it. All right. Yeah. Um, Brian, do you got? Do you have any superstitions, either league play or prior to? Uh, well, I'll only use a tee out of my golf bag, so that's that's one. Um, I don't bring three. I only bring two to the putting green, and I tend not to hit the driving range before. Um, 
I like to to not leave them all on the range and just go cold. But I couldn't tell you what really works. A little hit or hit or miss. Not very consistent. So uh, we'll see. We'll see how the rest of the season goes. Maybe we can develop something. Well, I did. Uh, I tried to do everything the first the first week of league play. I probably had my best best round for a nine holes um, playing this course that I have since I moved to Connecticut. So I tried to replicate every possible thing that I did uh, that before that round the next week. But I think we had a week off, which kind of threw me off. But I tried to do everything I could. I didn't hit as well, so I, my superstitions are kind of all over the map. I'm still trying to figure out figure out one that's going to work. Um, whether it be something so I don't slice the first shot, but then I overcorrect and hit it the opposite direction, you know, those kind of things. So, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's, it's fun. We're all enjoying the league out there. So I don't know if you, if you got any good superstitions, you can, you can text us, um, for those trumble dads that are living, listening to us. You must, a few you must them, be but. on a little bit of a delay there, Finn, cause you're not as excited. <laughs> we do have the, these guys on Skype are watching the, uh, the Islanders game right now. So. Um, all right, guys. Well, we just got a couple minutes left, so I'll give you guys a last minute. Rob, you, you're pretty excited. You want to go first? Oh, man. I was going to give it up for the 4-1 uh, lead the Islanders have right now, but I'm going to throw it back to last weekend. Uh, I've probably mentioned my, my alumni, JMU, multiple times, but I want to give it a shout-out to our softball team. They won a super regional against a really good Missouri team. They beat the number one team, Oklahoma, in the first round, and they had a great, great, uh, college World Series first round. And uh, unfortunately, they didn't make it to the World Series. They lost to Oklahoma in the last two days. Oh, I'm sorry, the last two games. Uh, it was a double elimination game. Uh, our pitcher, um, she pitched well. She pitched almost 90% of our pitches. She probably pitched over 1,000 pitches on the weekends. And uh, just give a shout-out because, you know, it's a, they put them on the map and they got a lot of recognition. And uh, everyone really, really respected that team. That was the first, top, first appearance in a College World Series for the uh, JMU softball team. All right. Brian, what do you got? Last last minute or two? Uh, I'm going to say, could go out on a limb here. I think the Islanders got this, Rob. I think you're good to go. No, don't jinx it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, take that. And, uh, yeah, I'll end on that one. Go, go Knicks. Go Knicks for 2021, later 21, hey. 2021, 2022. Rob knows this very well. There's always next year. Yeah. All right, that's well, the uh, Matt's motto. All right, well, for Rob, Rob likes to remind a lot of us uh, that he went to JMU. I don't know how many times a day we got to hear it, but um, I am I am excited for him. That was pretty exciting to see JMU. I had to do a little double take when I looked at the brackets. Um, that was pretty cool. First ever World Series knocks off the number one Oklahoma first round first game. That's that's pretty impressive. So uh, I'll give you props on that, Rob. Uh, other than that, just excited about the Suns. Hopefully, they can keep it going. Beating the Lakers was huge. This is a young team. Uh, we got a couple of veterans, but really, really excited. This has been 11 years since they've been in the playoffs. So, you know, I, I'll be excited however far they can go. I think they already, you know, made strides winning this first series with this youth that we have on the team. But Booker, you're seeing what we've seen in Phoenix for a long time, which is how great Booker is. So, all right, guys, for, uh, for Brian, Rob, and myself, have a great night, and uh, we'll catch you next time. <laughs>